This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with a big kid and a little kid. And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a baby. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, do I make better decisions for myself now that I'm a parent? Plus, Biz is crossing her words, Teresa compliments a fellow OBM, and we talk to Dr. Krista Lauer about lice. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> lice! Did I, we just jump the shark, Biz? Well, I don't know. No. No, there are other things. I'm more We've like, already jumped the shark. I mean, there were some topics back there that I could point to that really felt like maybe we have run out of things to yeah. talk about. But yeah. lice feels like that should have come on board True. a lot earlier. True, yeah. I, I am surprised... Five years in, we're just now having an expert come on and talk about Well, definitely for the first two years, we weren't trying to be helpful at all. Right. That's true. (laughs) Now that we're moving into the years of sometimes trying to be helpful to people, it makes sense that this would be a new frontier for us. (laughs) Teresa. Yes. How are you? Oh, I'm okay. (laughs) Um... I really want to compliment this friend of mine who is an amazing mom to her four-and-a-half-year-old daughter. And I just love her so much. And, like, we, she lives in L.A., but, like, we don't see each other all that much. And um, she texted me the other night. It was, like, late. And we were just kind of checking in with each other. I was kind of just, like, letting her know what was going on. And this, <laughs> this is what she wrote to me. She wrote, You should dump the kids on us. Like... I'm sure Grace is tough as hell. And then you have a four-year-old, and four-year-olds are annoying. Oh, and a baby. Really a toddler, but toddlers are babies. And, like, like what is magical about the way she laid that out for me yeah. is that I think I spend 30% of my time trying to convince people around me yeah. how hard my life is right now yeah. with three kids. <laughs> Like, I I really do. Because I'm like, none of them are easy. I don't have an easy person right right now. Like, I know eventually I might. But, like, right now, none of them are easy. They all have such specific needs (laughs) that are so intense right now (laughs) and so exhausting and so different. Yeah. And, like, the way that she was just like, wow, you have this, this, and this going on. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. And, like, that I know it's coming from her who is a person who just, like, like also kind of gets that, like, there's good things about being yeah, a parent yes. and, like, isn't being, like, bitchy to me about no, it. Like, yeah. she's just like, wow, that sucks. Yeah. And she's offering to take, to them. take them. That's right. She's not, like, right? commenting on your children. She is giving you the yeah. added bonus yeah. of let I me. I mean, like, I'll take that. Yeah, I'll yeah take she's them. not like, ugh, that must suck. Yeah, and I know. She's like, I'll do something to help you. I, you deserve help. That's right. And I'm I'm acknowledging that it's not like, oh, it's just going to be so easy when right. I take them. You're yes. making too much of a deal about right. it. Like, right. I'll take them. Sure. Right. I right. will. It won't be yeah. any problem. Yeah. Right? And it's like, yeah. no, 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 no. She's saying, I know I'm going to take these yeah. three kids. Yeah. And it's not going to be easy yeah. at all. Yeah. But I'll still yeah. do it. Yeah. It's like such a nod to your experience. Yes. And it's, yeah, because I feel like there's something like super dismissive about like, like, well, we'll take the kids sometime. No right. Deal. And you're like, yeah. And you're like, eh. you're like, okay, feel- I'm fine. <laughs> We're fine. <laughs> I guess we're fine. I guess we don't need help. Um, Yeah. No, I just really, and I'm just realizing right now that I never wrote her back. But, like, I texted, I, like, took a screenshot and sent it to Jesse, and I was like, she gets it. Yeah. And I just, I just appreciate that. And I just think, like, whenever we're being good friends to our friends, and I've had other friends express similar things that you have, Biz, and I've. No, no, I'm assuming by you saying this. The rest of us suck. No, 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 no. I just like think she nailed it on yeah. like all fronts. But like, uh, like friends, friends are so good, you guys. And like, <laughs> and like, I just so I'm so grateful for that. Yeah, to have that, and yeah. like everybody who's doing that, and like putting themselves out there. Like I know that like she has a four year old. Yeah, like that's hard. Yeah, like I know that like no, like nobody who's like 
acknowledging other people's pain and suffering or offering to right. help is just like, oh, I'm just, everything's smooth over here. <laughs> everything's going great. Like, we're yeah. just all, you know, yeah. trying it's, to be there for each other. And that's and nice. so good. Oh, that's nice. So, yeah. Well, good job, friend. Yes. Good job. Biz, how are you? I'm all right. I had to talk about some things that are going on later in the show. Yeah. But I did make a, I recently have gotten back into doing crossword puzzles. Yeah. I know. Cool. And like, I, that used to be something my brain could do and then it couldn't do it. I mean, I remember that's how I knew my brain was not the brain it once was. Right. When I would pick up a crossword puzzle during those first years and yes. I would just be like, I have like nothing, nothing is coming to mind with this clue, and I know I should know this. Like yes. it's not like it's a Sunday; it's like yeah. or a Thursday, yeah. like a Monday crossword. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and so like even the TV crossword, I'm like, blank days starts with H five. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, I. Stefan does them, like, all the time. Uh-huh. And, yeah, sure, I'm a little resentful every time I walk by. And he's yeah. got all this time to do a crossword puzzle. <laughs> Makes me fucking nuts. Yeah. But I was like, I'm going to pick one up. And I was able to start doing Cool. It. And, like, and I've just been doing more and more. And I even pick up the ones that I know I'm not going to succeed at. Yeah. And then last night, Stefan and I worked one together nice. which i feel is like trying to kayak together or canoe together we it made is. a decision a long time ago yeah. that we can we Team don't ever we're not a share yeah. the kayak family we uh-huh. laid that out right away <laughs> right. people are like what i'm like no there's only one boss in this kayak uh-huh. and it is me yeah and i'm not gonna yeah. pal him around so <laughs> so that's like, but we did it. Yeah. Which I feel like spoke to some new yeah. level. Oh, that's so good for you guys as like a couple. Yeah. You know? I felt like it's we were, ma- I felt like I made this like really good decision to get back into it. Uh-huh. Do this healthy thing for I thought myself. you were going to say, I made this really good decision to marry <laughs> Stefan. I did make a, well, we are about to celebrate our 10th anniversary and Aww. I will say, I did make a very good decision. Yeah, you did. You totally Mary, did. Oh, yes, yeah. I did, guys. Yeah. I am keenly aware. Having kids? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Crosswords? Yes. yes. All of that ties in nicely to what we're talking about today, which is the decisions we make for ourselves after we have kids. Mm. Are they good or are they bad? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. Decisions. Yeah. Every day we face them. Many decisions. Many Decision. Many decisions an hour sometimes. Oh, sometimes in a second. Yeah. I made a decision recently uh-huh. that led me to this question of, am I making better decisions yeah. now that I've had? Like, how has having kids affected my decision making? Yeah. That's uh- very interesting. <laughs> Such an interesting question. So I guess I, I don't. To me, there are two categories of decisions. Yeah. Good decisions and bad decisions. Okay? I feel like, and I'm sure that within those two universes, there are varying degrees of decisions, right? Sometimes decisions we think are the right choice turn out not to be, Mm -hmm. right? Sometimes bad decisions lead us to good places, Mm -hmm. right? But for the most part, I think there's good and bad, right? Like, I feel like I'll start off with some good examples. Great. See where this takes us. All right. I feel like after having kids, I found myself wanting to make good decisions like being healthier, Mm. eating better, Mm -hmm. getting some exercise. Those were decisions I wanted to make. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I could make them. Sometimes I couldn't. I, I think we're going to talk a little bit later about, like, when are we ready to make decisions mm-hmm. after having kids? Yeah. But, like, that, those were two good decisions mm-hmm. that I think definitely came from having kids. Okay. Right? Yeah. 
I don't know. Do you? I mean, I don't know if I want to jump into bad decisions right uh -huh. away. Should I compare bad right away so we know where I'm going? Or because I feel like yeah. Bad, why don't you lay yeah, it out? Lay bad it out. decisions. Uh -huh. The one that comes to mind the most is like haircuts. I feel like after becoming a parent, uh -huh. I make some like decisions. Yeah. That as soon as they're done, I think that was a bad decision. Oh wow. And I and this is where I feel like I'm get I discovered when I started overthinking this was that good decisions after becoming a parent, I feel like require effort. They require thought. Right. Like if I want to be healthier, that is going to require life changes and things that affect the ease of my life probably. Yeah. While as well as like incremental yes. change and like many choices. Like, yes, along the way along with the way. that, right? Yeah. Because when you've got little kids in the house, it's really mm. hard to like suddenly be like we're like changing yeah. a whole diet of like what you're cooking at night, yeah. right? Versus a bad decision which I feel I give no thought to. Like right. when I have made a bad choice, it was something I was like, yes, this is something I need to do. Yeah. This is great. I'm yeah. going to love this. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, I didn't. Yeah. So, so that's like, yeah. This is where I am. Do you, what do you think about this? It's interesting. I'm like, I'm thinking that it has a lot to do with like the pacing yeah. of the day mm. where we don't really have time to ruminate anymore. Yeah, like, okay. there's a lot of time, like the time to ruminate over these decisions is like much more condensed. And so like I feel like with a like with a haircut, there would be a lot of like time and thought where you'd like n you'd like happen to notice a haircut yeah. that you like cuz you just happen to have your eyes open. Yeah. And <laughs> like not have like 12 Right. Like stressful things in your brain. Like yeah. you just, you have the like space in your head to notice something right. that you like. And then you spend some time thinking in the back of your head as you mm. go about your business, is that something I would want to do? What would that look like? Yeah. You know, I think those moments are, they are there. They're just much shorter. Yeah. And for me, I think not making a quick decision right now in my life is really just causing me anxiety more than anything else because it's like another thing I need to figure out and wow. I would rather just figure it out and move on because but I have too many things that I'm trying to figure out and I don't feel like I have enough time to really think them through so if I can just make a decision yeah. and get that done get that off my plate then I can move forward that's like, interesting I didn't even think about the decision to make decisions. Yeah. Right? I mean, that, yeah. that is that sounds kind of like gobbledygook, but I think yeah. that's really interesting because, like, I, you've said in the past on the show, which I think is so good, you make the right choice at the right time yeah. for what's happening. Absolutely. You can't yeah. try not to regret the choices. Right. Right? You may have to change your choice yeah. down the road. And yeah. I think that is really kind and makes a lot of sense. I feel like, for me, I... Making good choices are is harder because of like what we just said. Having the time to really think out those choices mm -hmm. is few and far between. Unless it had, and I and I want to say this is specifically choices about us. Yeah, yeah. Not about the reason I don't have time to think about choices for myself for is because I'm yeah. spending so much time yeah. thinking about yeah. choices to make for my kids. Oh. But, like, I that's know. That's true. Isn't it? But, I mean, like, that's where most yeah. of our time is. Am I picking yeah. them up? What's the schedule? I How am I? way more time thinking about their, that's right. their stuff. Suddenly we own. became those people, right? Yeah. And Ugh. so by those people, I mean fucking parents who've been doing this forever yeah. throughout the history of, right. you know, the world. Yeah. But bad decisions for me, I feel, come out of making quick ones. Like, I think about, yeah. when I think about immediate yeah. bad decisions, it's bad haircuts, because mm -hmm. I'm like, that's going to make me feel great. Right. I want a dramatic change. Right. Awesome. Yeah. I, and then you're like, that was really yeah. not and what I, I wanted. And I can't take it back. And I can't take it back. Or, like, buying clothes, right? I'm yeah. like, I love how this looks. And you get home, and you're like, this is the fucking, this is yeah. insulting I'm to my body. I'm probably not ever, ever going, going to, to wear, wear this, this, even right? one time. Right. Yeah. Or drinking there's yeah. always the moment of yeah. I'm out on my own with my girlfriends or yeah. whatever, and you just get shit. You get the yeah. the fucking shit face drunk, yeah. and you're like, "Why did I make that decision?" Totally right. Versus, 
you know, the the ones that require more time and yeah. care, like making, I need to make decisions to make time for self-care. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or or uh, like planning, like career stuff, yes, or education career. stuff, or I like know. next, like steps for, I mean, like how many times have you and I yeah. tried to talk about like future, future plans yeah. for our show and like I, stuff that we want to do together? Like, yeah, it's so hard to like get past a week. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. but that's so true. And But then I think that some people, like, I have made decisions in the past before kids and with kids for myself that have clearly been decisions that I, I want to make to avoid yeah. thinking about other stuff. Yes. I am still thinking about getting a pet, guys. Yeah. Now it's changed to a cat because for whatever reason, uh-huh. that seems more practical. A third cat? Yeah. Kitten. Okay. I know. See, not necessarily a decision that would. I mean, I don't have a problem. I with don't it. have a problem with it, but I but know it that... would be. But is it a good decision? Right. Right. Like, yeah. see, <laughs> is it a good decision, or is it clearly symbolically representing some hole yeah. that I need to fill, or right. avoiding? Yeah. Doing something for avoiding. myself, right? Yeah. So I feel like a lot of bad decisions, or interesting decisions could yeah. also be another way to label it yeah come from like not wanting to deal with stuff like you know making a career choice yeah. or a school choice or a move yeah or we're just going to go do this thing yeah. because that'll yeah keep you from having to do yeah actually i want to talk there's a there's another type of decision i don't think i mean it's still in the mm-hmm. good bad mm-hmm. <laughs> category but the decisions like there's a wedding coming up. Uh-huh. I know, like, not I'm the same. There yeah. is a, we've talked about this on the yeah. show. People have called in with this. I have an infant. I've got a toddler who cannot sit yeah. still or is going to talk yeah. the entire time. For sure, something's going in the cake. They want us to come. It involves travel, that involves money. I know if I make the decision to do this, it is not going to be enjoyable for me. Mm-hmm. But yet I make the decision to go, which is a Be- bad decision. Yeah. But, well, I just want to throw yeah. in, I, it's not going to be fun, but it should be something I would enjoy doing. Right. I should want to take my family to this wedding. Right. Right? Well, right. So, There's like, lots of shoulds, I think, yes. that, that enable us to make poor decisions Right, for because ourselves. we've all had the moment of yeah. where we chose not to do something. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm so glad we didn't do that. That was yeah. the right thing at the right moment yeah. to not go to yeah. that thing. Yeah. Right? It can go the other way, too. Uh, yeah. It depends what's going on. You just have to be <laughs> honest with yourself. But I wonder but yeah, how hard. The sh- yeah. The ju- so that's the, like, that's the judging and the mm-hmm. self-judging and the guilt that are contributing to poor decision making, which I think is true. That's a. Do you think that's amped up after kids? Do you think that, like, we tend as people suddenly feel we feel more judged or we feel the judgment and guilt not just in our parenting, but in our decision making in general, even for ourselves, Whoa. become okay. stronger. Hold on, I, hold on. This is, I think, this is adjacent to what you're saying. It's yeah. just that I had like a mini brain explosion oh, that I, I need love to share. These. So, <laughs> I actually think that I am, since becoming a parent, I am way more confident in my decision making mm. as a person as my own self like yeah I'm just like I know what I know what I want and I can just decide that I'm not gonna sit around like trying to figure out what's the best thing to do I can just like <laughs> decide this and move on yeah but when it comes to parenting stuff mm. I'm agonizing over it yeah and I think that that is directly related to this question of I like so. because I'm so afraid of failure being right. a parent that I am kind of like bogged down by like weighing the options and like I'm unsure and I am making a lot of decisions that are leading to problems that then have to be fixed yeah by nature by nature of being a parent because a lot of our decisions are going to lead to outcomes that we don't necessarily want that's because there are these other people involved in your life and just because like we don't know what the future holds like we don't that's how you learn. Like that's well, how. Well, right, but that makes decision making even harder. I mean, like, yeah, I guess, I guess, 
as much as I'd like this to be a discussion just about like, am I making better choices for myself now that I'm a parent? Yeah. There is a huge factor that we can't ignore, which is the very fact that you're a parent can affect how we're making decisions. Because I'm having, I have sort of the opposite Mm -hmm. where like I feel pretty good about i mean i I agonize about the decisions i make for the kids Mm -hmm. but i feel like eh, for the most part they're pretty good Mm -hmm. however my personal decisions for Mm -hmm. myself i feel like those are the ones that are subject to the judgment interesting those are the ones that i'm like if i don't do x y or z or if i make this choice or don't make this choice people are going to think that i'm failing as the self yeah as a self right like Oh, she got that haircut? Well, what does that say about her? Huh. Right? That yeah. says she is desperately trying to do X, yeah. Y, or Z. Yeah. Right? Or she's not coming to this event. She must be yeah. having a real problem. Yeah. Right? Like, there's like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, that's so interesting because, like, I mean, I, I think both how you handle your decisions and how I handle mine sounds like it's still a result or a product of how much time we spend on the kid decision. Yeah. Right? Like, totally. you're like, yeah, I can have total confidence in my decisions because yeah. I, I, just, I just do it. Do it. Right? Yeah. It's only affecting me. Right. Right? Yeah. While mine is, I have total confidence. Yeah. I have no confidence in my decisions because I've spent so much time focusing right. on theirs. Right, right, right. That's so yeah. interesting, like, which I think just plays into possibly our worldviews. Yeah, totally. You know, like how we... Yeah. Right? Like, or like our identity. Or yeah, something. our identity. Yeah, yeah. yeah, which is so interesting. Yeah. Huh. We're different. We are different. But I think we made a good decision <laughs> to be friends. Me too. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> One Bad Mother is supported by Super Chewer Bark Box, a monthly delivery of top toys and more for your dog. You can choose from a one, six, or 12-month plan. The longer the plan, the lower the cost of the box. My dogs, they are very well loved, but they don't always get like the most attention in my house. And I love that there is something I can do for them that is like something special just for them. Dogs like mail. <laughs> Each month's box comes with two tough toys, two meaty chews, and two full bags of treats. The toys have a fluff-free guarantee. They're made of durable materials that keep your dog busy. The treats are all natural, made in the USA or Canada. For a limited time, get 50% off your first month of Super Chewer on a 6- or 12-month plan. Visit superchewer.com OBM and use code OBM at checkout. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. They are building on to the house next door. And they are building on foundation. So that's drilling, really loud drilling, really, really loud drilling right next door to our house all day long. It's totally crazy. Like, it's so loud that it hurts my ears in the house. And then my kids are really loud and they're, they're louder because they need to be heard over the drilling. And we happen to have noise-canceling headphones in our house because we have kids with sensory issues. And the other day, I was, like, feeling really stressed and crazy, and I happened to look at my noise-canceling, one of the pairs of noise-canceling headphones, and I was like, I wonder if I could put those on and I would, like, still be able to hear the kids and, like, how that would be. And I put them on, and it was, like, the best thing that's ever happened. Like... (laughs) 
I like blocked out the noise of the drilling. Like I could still hear it, but it wasn't hurting my ears. Yeah. And then I could totally hear my kids. Like I could totally hear them. It just didn't hurt my to ears. To hear them. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Um, yeah. So wow. noise canceling headphones God. for everyone. I think we have three <laughs> pairs in my house so far and we may just end up getting one for every person in our family. <laughs> I love uh, it. Yeah. They're great. That is great. Yeah. Football is back. Roll Tide Alabama. Yay! <laughs> anyway, so football's back. Uh, I'm not sure what to do. I want to be not to do anything. But, it's all okay. right. Great. So if you've listened to the show, you know that I enjoy the Alabama football. And the main reason I enjoy it is because my father and I get on the phone every time there's a touchdown. And because it's Alabama, we talk, we talk to each other every other minute. <laughs> so many touchdowns. But it's like a really nice thing Aww. that I get to do with my papa. And it's just so nice. And I, so great. It's, I look, it's like football season. Yeah. And it just has this whole other meaning for me. Oh, it's so yeah, great. So it's nice. Yay. Hi, Biz and Teresa. I'm calling with a genius. I'm pretty pleased with myself um, because my two-year-old has hated uh, getting water on his head in the bath um, ever since he's really understood what baths are. And I just can't figure out how to get it on his head and to get the soap on and then to get it off without having him get pretty upset at me. But last night, I figured out that he loves it when you take a wet washcloth and you kind of plop it down on his head. He giggled and giggled and giggled. So just by doing that over and over, I was able to wet his head and uh, then get the soap out of his hair without tears. And I'm delighted. Thank you. You're doing a great job. Amazing. You're doing so good. You're so good. This really is one of those calls again. Pre-kids, I'd be like, what the fuck? You are wasting so much time. I know. But but as a parent, I'm like, that's so much time and effort. And you're doing such a good Good job job. to do it. Oh, good job. Failures. Fail. 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 You suck. Fail me, Teresa. Well, like I knew would happen at some point. It has happened sooner than I had hoped. And that is that (laughs) my beautiful 7.30 bedtime that was applicable to all children in my house is not happening anymore (laughs) because Oscar started his new school and it's wonderful. But they do have a rest time and he's tired because he's starting a new school. So he's conking out every day. And I think it's it's shorter than the nap that they had at the old school, but like just any nap that he takes during the day sets us back like a good oh, yeah. ninety minutes at oh. bedtime. So he's back up until nine or nine thirty again every night. And I I'm just I I it is. It just is what it is. <laughs> but it is also it is also sad. I am really sorry. Thank you. I'm sorry. Thanks. I may have alluded to this in the entire discussion, but I got a haircut that I'm not crazy about. I mean, like, life will go on. Yeah. It will be fine. Yeah, but that's Hair hard. grows. But I just was like, oh, I wanted to walk away from yeah. this feeling one way. Yeah. And instead, I'm feeling not a good way. Yeah. And I'm going to feel like not a good way for several days. Yeah. And, like, ugh, I just, I don't know. You would think that at, like, 44, I would have figured out hair decisions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hi, one mad mother. This is a fail. I missed garbage day, which isn't a huge deal, but um, I missed it because we got off our schedule. We got off our schedule because there are bears. Yeah, there are bears. Last week, put out our garbage as usual the night before so that we wouldn't miss garbage day because our garbage truck comes at like 7 o'clock in the morning and my baby sleeps till 9 which is brilliant, even though it's in my bed instead of in her crib, which it used to be. And a bear got into our garbage last week and spread it all over the road and all over my neighbor's yard. My neighbor kindly cleaned it up, but left a note on our garbage can. It's not a good idea to leave your garbage out the night before. I also have a six-month-old because bears will get into it. So instead of taking your garbage out last night, 
so that we wouldn't miss garbage day. When I got up this morning and looked out the window and saw somebody else's garbage cans, I realized we had missed garbage day. So that is my fail. I forgot to set an alarm to take out the garbage to the curb. I suck. Thanks for listening. You guys are doing a great job. <laughs> that crying baby oh, no. was really well timed. It was very appropriate. That is there's yeah 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 you're a horrible yeah. person because yeah. you live near bears. But like, <laughs> but there's something about the like the, her kid sleeps till nine. Yeah, and so she would have to get up and go. There's yeah. so much that happens outside of my house that I'm not aware of. Oh, yeah. That I'm sure all my neighbors are like, aren't you aware that your house is falling apart? But yeah. I'm like, I don't fucking know because I'm trapped inside a lot yeah. with, with children. small children. Yeah. And I feel like the whole, like, I would never have known that somebody had spread my trash uh-huh. around a yard. Right. So, all that said, you're doing a horrible job. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Just, I don't know. Yeah. It's really out of your control. I guess the fail is just that, like, I don't know how you're going to have to fix this without ruining some aspect of I your know, life. exactly. There's like, no good way to do this. To do this. Yeah. So, like, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Like fail Twinkie. Sorry. <laughs> you are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you, I love you. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Vital Farms. Buying eggs can be confusing, but Vital Farms wants to clear things up and keep it simple. Vital Farms pasture-raised eggs are better than cage-free. They're bullshit-free. Pasture-raised hens, unlike cage-free hens, roam free outside in 108 square feet of sunny space per hen. That's so nice. I just, I love these eggs. Uh, I've been buying these eggs for a while, and uh, I have to say, they're delicious eggs. You can feel good about them. And the box is pretty. (laughs) That's true. They also make some nice butter. So taste what it means to be bullshit free. Get your coupon for Vital Farms pasture-raised eggs. Head to vitalfarms.com slash mother. Teresa, let's call someone today. Hey, this <laughs> this week we are calling Dr. Krista Lauer, uh, who previously served as a family practitioner for over 18 years and most recently was the medical director for Empire Blue Cross Blue Shield. As the current medical director of Lice Clinics of America, Dr. Lauer works with families and clinic owners to provide a solution to head lice and ease parents' worries each day. Good luck. <laughs> Welcome, Dr. Lauer. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. Before we get in to the very exciting topic of lice, I would like to ask you what we ask all our guests, which is who lives in your house? Oh, gosh. In my home, there (laughs) is myself, my husband, Sometimes my 21-year-old son comes to visit. He goes to university about half an hour away. And so when he wants a good meal or his laundry folded, he's up here. Uh, my, I have a 23-year-old daughter who's not living at home but comes for vacations. And then I have a rescue puppy and three cats. Yeah, that <laughs> is good. I, I grew up in a one-dog, three-cat household. Oh. Yeah, so I love it. I love it. And I will not derail with asking all of the names and identities and personalities of these animals, because after five take... years, after five years, right. I learned that that takes an hour. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so let's, let's get in uh, to lice. I mean, it's back to school time around the country, uh, which seems to be a prime season. It's like, is it, you know, like what hunting season is it? It's lice season. <laughs> uh, so let's just start right off with what should we be doing to prepare ourselves for this? So, yeah, so many great 
great places to start there. First of all, there isn't really a lice season. <laughs> so, you know, you feel like back to school time, right? right. And everybody's talking about it. Yep. And September is Head Lice Awareness Month. Another Hallmark holiday we should all be marking. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, who knew? Yeah. But yes, it is. And I think that's just because, you, as you said, back to school, back to close social interactions, kids taking selfies, meeting up with friends they haven't seen for a long time, uh, heads pressed together, kids, you know, playing in close close proximity. And, of course, it's the head-to-head contact which allows head lice to transfer. So we're much more aware of it at this time of year, but lice are, I mean, there's millions of new cases of lice in the United States every year, at least 12 million, and that's probably an underestimate. Um, So it's really common. The first thing to do to prepare yourself, take a deep breath and don't panic because it's not a bad it's not dangerous in any way it's just really kind of freaks people out i was gonna say so step one is run screaming for the hills okay yeah. no nope, i my list is definitely wrong let's yeah. all right what what's next <laughs> yeah step one is probably meditate Take a deep <laughs> calm yourself down and recognize that it's incredibly common that you don't need to be concerned about any diseases or long-term health consequences because head lice do not cause any medical problems. They really are just a nuisance, and people freak out because, A, it's bugs living in your hair, which is never a pleasant thought, (laughs) and, B, they're hard to get rid of. And I think that's probably the the, most of the panic is like, oh, no, what do we do now? And there's so much misinformation about what really needs to be done with a head lice infestation and what is just myth around what needs to be done with a head lice infestation. I want to talk myth because it is one of my favorite things Teresa's ever said on the show. She says a lot of things that I love. They recently had lice at the end of the school year last year and she said, I feel like there's two types of people before lice people and after lice people. And I was like, oh, that's so spot on. So I... I guess for me, my biggest like fear relating to lice is the how do you stop it? But I never thought about, I've never had the time to indulge in the fact that I could be worrying about so much more. <laughs> right. uh, tell us about some of these myths surrounding lice. There's so many myths, <laughs> and, <laughs> I, and a lot of them are really important to break down. And this goes to the whole before, after, you know, theory, which is so true because so many of them are important to break down with regard to who actually gets lice and why. And the first thing to know is having a head lice infestation has nothing to do with personal hygiene Mm -hmm. at all. Anybody, anywhere in any school system, living in any community, can get head lice at any time. And you know, at any time, it's really we like to call it at Lice Clinics of America an equal opportunity infester. <laughs> it's just you know, if you happen to come in head-to-head contact with somebody who has lice, chances are you're going to get it. Lice don't prefer. Uh, dirty hair over clean hair. There's actually some thought that they may prefer clean hair because it may be easier to navigate. So those are the huge things. It's not. It, there's no personal statement that happens because you get head lice. You were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. It's just a matter of luck. <laughs> well, that's great. So my takeaway was never wash my kids' hair. All right. Next. <laughs> That might be that might be overcalling my yeah. advice there. I don't yeah. think that's what she said. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Well, give me what's another what's another myth? Another myth is how lice transfer. And oh, I sort good. of alluded to this, but lice don't have wings, and they don't have big springy legs. So lice don't hop or jump or fly. The only way you get, really almost the only way you get head lice is direct head-to-head contact. 
So your head or hair coming in contact with the head or hair of somebody else who has head lice. You're not going to be sitting on an airplane beside somebody with head lice and they're going to start flying around the aircraft or jumping onto the head of the person beside you (laughs) unless you're unlucky enough that the person falls asleep Sleep on your on shoulder you. and you're, yeah. <laughs> and hopefully in that case you know them but yeah. yeah so that's the other big thing it happens almost entirely by direct head-to-head contact you're not going to get lice from trying on clothing at a store from sitting in an airplane seat where somebody sat who has head lice from a couch or furniture or any of those things it's not going to happen what about well so i'm just going to ask because i believe i pretty sure I imagine everything flying and leaping. What about hairbrushes? Nope. So they've done lots of studies and they've actually even done studies with like hats, for instance. Yeah. And, um, they did it. They went into a school and they identified every child that has lice that had lice. And they went through all of their personal belongings, their hats, their winter coats, their backpacks. They checked the classroom no lice. Lice live on the human head. They have specially adapted claws to cling to a hair so they can move along a hair shaft. Um, They can't live off the human head because they need the temperature and the humidity of the scalp. Plus, they feed from the blood from our head. So they and they feed every couple of hours. So they don't want to leave your head. If you know, if a louse were to get to come off the head, that means that they're probably dying already. And in which case, they're going to be too weak to crawl back onto another person's head. And they dehydrate really quickly with you know without being able to feed, without the proper temperature and humidity of the scalp, they can't live. Wow. So like. Because, you know, I mean, look, I will yeah. be the average parent <laughs> or just yeah. myself. And, you know, I just imagine, like, here comes, you know, kid A with lice. It's just raining. They're just mm-hmm. falling from their head, you know. And then I come along, and it's just going to fall on somehow. Yeah. The wind is going to carry it. It's going to land on my head. And now I have lice. But also, we <laughs> used to, like, bag up all yeah. the kids' stuff right. for days. We right. treated it yeah. like, like as the, I remember having yeah. my, like, special stuffed animal taken away yeah. for, like, I feel like it was, like, a week or like something. Like, velveteen wrap yeah. style. Yeah. yeah. So, right. but, so, okay. So, this is whenever, here's how I react when I get the note home from school that says, <laughs> You know, your child may have been exposed to lice, right? Right. So I immediately burn everything in the house. No, no. I immediately. <laughs> I immediately. Burn the house down. I burn the house start down. Start over. We start building. Start fresh. a new life. Change our names. <laughs> so we, what we do, usually though, I will say, all right, it's probably, I usually take the two main loveys, the two main stuffed animals, and I throw them in the sheets you know, into the bed and I put clean sheets on because I think that's somehow going to do something. And anything they're wearing, I like wash on high. That's totally pointless is what you're saying. <laughs> that's what you're saying. You know, it, it makes prob- me feel better. It, yes, it makes you feel better, which is great. Uh, yeah, that's know, great. Um, I think you'd probably do as much for yourself by having a glass of wine as you would by doing all of the household cleaning. Um, right. I, you know, I, they have had... A, I think there was a study where somebody who had lice, they found one on a pillow. But the fact of the matter is once that head is gone, if it came off the head onto a pillowcase, it's probably a dying louse anyways. And it dehydrates so quickly that unless there was somebody else's head that it was transferring to who happened to be sharing the pillow, it's not going to be able to infest you. So is it, you know, is it helpful to clean bedding? (laughs) And it it probably makes you feel better. It's certainly not going to do any harm. Unlike, say, taking away your child's favorite stuffed toy and throwing it in the garage in a bag for two weeks, in which case you're going to have a crying child every night for two weeks. Um, You know, they can't live on anything other than the human head. So you don't need, I mean, if it makes you feel better, throw the stuffed toy into the dryer for 10 minutes and you're going to be fine. Uh, But they they can't live on the synthetic hair of a stuffed toy. They're not going to live on your pets. You don't need to take the cat and shave it. Um, you know, Where's and the for fun sure, in that? 
for sure don't be chemically bombing your home with, you know, really toxic cleaning products because it's just not necessary. Okay. So every, I am a before lice family. Okay. (laughs) Lucky you. Yeah. So I'm going to assume it's all the like standing on one foot and lighting a candle at midnight that I do (laughs) that, you know, has kept us from this. By the way, given parental karma, I'm, Obviously, getting she life. has it right. Yeah, now. I have it right now, yeah. probably. <laughs> but everybody I know who's had it, it is literally the exact same story. No one found like one. They always discover it when there's like a yeah. lot, and it, like, yeah. and so it, like when the infestation, as you put it, has started. Is there a way to prevent it? How do you like? What are ways to find it, and how do you treat it? So yeah. So many great questions there. And interestingly, let's, let's start with a few things about lice as far as symptoms, what to watch for. So, and this alludes to what you were saying about how by the time you find it, there's a lot. And that's because the first time somebody gets lice, they are not going to have any symptoms what? for four to six weeks. Four to what? six weeks. Mm-hmm. What? So you won't notice anything until that person has been infested for four to six weeks. Now, the life cycle of a louse is about 30 days, and during that time, they they reach adulthood. uh, In about 10 days, they go through three sort of maturation stages, and then once they reach adulthood, they lay eggs every single day. So you can see how quickly things escalate. Um, The other really interesting thing about um, a lice infestation is that only 50% of the people who have lice actually get any symptoms. So half of the people walking around with lice do not have any symptoms. And the most common symptom, of course, is, is an itchy scalp. So if you see kids scratching their heads a lot, you should be checking. But recognize not every child who has lice, not every person who has lice, is going to be have an itchy scalp. So that's why things tend to get out of hand if we're not in a position to be aware of it. Wow. So what to do in order to prevent it getting to a bad stage? First of all, be aware that it can happen to anybody at any time, in any place, because of opportunity. So look for it. And once a week, people should be doing head checks for their children and family members. And what that involves is just parting the hair, looking at the scalp, looking at the hair close to the scalp, because lice live very close to the scalp. They don't live out on the ends of hair. They are within, you know, a centimeter of the scalp at most. Uh, So that's what you're looking for. But adult lice are the size of a sesame seed. They are tiny. They tend to blend in with the hair, and they move fast. So you may not see an adult louse, in which case what you're looking for are the eggs or the nits, and they're much easier to spot. They're about the size of a grain of sand, but they are firmly cemented to a hair shaft. So that's the way you can differentiate them from something like dandruff or, you know, hair product, is if you see these little grains of sand on a hair shaft or on hair shafts close to the scalp, Try and move it. Grab your fingers, grab it with your fingers, and see if you can slide it. And if that thing doesn't budge, it's probably a louse egg. Wow. All right. Yeah. So <laughs> prevention. Uh, so that's, but the first thing is being aware, yeah. right? Knowing okay. that it can happen and looking for it. General prevention tips for people with long hair. If you wear it pulled back in braids or up in a bun, then the chances of that direct head-to-head, hair-to-hair contact when the lice have the opportunity to transfer is less. Mm. And Lice Clinics of America does have some prevention products that are available in our clinics, which you can spray on the hair, or and, and they may help to repel lice, but... If a louse is determined to transfer, it's going to transfer regardless. <laughs> right. So then we get into what do you do if, if you identify what you think are lice. If you think that you see lice in your children's hair or somebody's hair, you want to treat it because you don't want to get to that point where the infestation is really out of control. 
And the other thing to know is that when lice comes into a household, because of the nature of our family relationships where we're intimate with each other, we hug, we touch, which is a beautiful thing, the chances are that you're also sharing head lice. And so there's a very high probability that once it comes into the home, other people in the home are going to get it, particularly a caregiver. Okay. So again, don't just check your kids, check everybody. Yeah. Don't check your pets, they don't need it. Um, (laughs) And then you want to treat. And, you know, how you treat really depends upon your location and your budget and your patient's level, whether you're uh, somebody who wants it treated professionally and just wants it a one-and-done, taken care of. I want to, you know, walk into a place, have it looked after, and walk out and know that I'm good, or are you a do-it-yourselfer and you want to take it on on your own? I know which one I'd like to be. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Life Clinics of America has these professional clinics. There's over 200 of them in the U.S., which shows you how common this is. They are in 36 countries. There's 400 clinics around the world. This happens in every single country. And they have a professional FDA-cleared medical device called the Aralay device. It uses precision-controlled heated air So it works by dehydration, which we know head lice are very susceptible to. And it is truly a one and done because it not only kills hatched lice, but it kills eggs. And the eggs are the really difficult thing to get rid of. A lot of the -the over-the-counter treatments, they will kill the hatched lice, but they won't kill the eggs. And if you don't kill the eggs, the whole thing starts again. Yeah, Um, at home you have to do like sort of repeatedly, like stay on it for a while. Right. Yeah. You, need a, you need a product that contains... First of all, the insecticide products don't work anymore because of... <laughs> this is probably going to throw everybody into a tizzy, but, <laughs> but because of what is called super lice. And, yeah. Oh, no! Yeah. There's super lice! No, we have a box at home yeah. with, with a gross giant bug on it, <laughs> uh, and it says kills lice and super, super lice. lice. And it's I terrifying. love it. Yeah. I love it. Right. Super lice. So super lice are, are not, you know, able to jump small or tall buildings in a single bound or anything. <laughs> they are just lice that have evolved to be resistant to the pesticides. So none of those pesticide-containing products, which used to work really well back in the 70s and 80s, these were the treatment of choice, they were 100% effective, and they now are less than 25% effective because, you know, lice have been around for mil- or thousands of years. I mean, Cleopatra was buried with a louse comb. So this is, this is not a new problem. Um, and lice have been able to evolve over generations, and so they've evolved the resistance to those pesticides. So any over-the-counter you pro- product you want uh, needs to be a dimethicone-based product. Lice Clinics of America has the lice remover kit, which washes out of hair a little more easily than some of the others and, um, you know, doesn't smell nasty. But any of those products do need to be re- applied twice. Uh, and they have to be 10 days apart. And mm. this is where it gets difficult is maybe day 10 is Wednesday and, you know, Joey has soccer and Susie has piano and everybody's running around. And by the time you get home and get dinner and start homework and finish homework, yeah. it's late. And you think, oh, I'm just going to wait till Saturday because I'm so exhausted. And day, today's day 10. What can a few days make? The problem is that day 10 is magical because all of the eggs that were present when you treated on day one have now hatched, but none of those lice have reached maturity to start laying eggs. You leave Mm -hmm. it an extra day or an extra two days, and they're laying new eggs, and those eggs aren't going to be killed with the second treatment. So it's really... The, the timing is very important, and that's what makes these really difficult. You know, they don't kill the eggs. They're not a one-and-done. Wow, that is, that is a lot to yeah. take in. Having kids, <laughs> having kids is gross. It's <laughs> stressful. <laughs> it is. We do, we do have one other, other option for those do-it-yourselfers that don't want to go to a clinic uh, because it's too difficult to get to, or they just really prefer to take projects yeah. on on themselves. We have the same technology from the professional FDA-cleared medical device that's used in our clinics is available in a handheld device for home use. It's called the Life Clinics of America One Cure Kit, and people can get that at the clinics or on Amazon. So much of what you have said 
ties into sort of my last question, which is the guilt we deal with mm-hmm. when this happens. And you've already kind of shed some light on some guilt not being necessary, which is there's nothing you can really do. Nothing. You know, it has nothing to do with who you are, what you've done. How well how you well clean, you your, clean children. your child. <laughs> I, know, I keep thinking like, well, I wash uh-huh. One of their hair maybe once a week because yeah. he really hates getting it wet. You know, yeah. when I catch it in time, you know, yeah. like, and that, and you've taken the guilt away from me with the whole, like, oh, I don't have to, like, power clean, you know, get the steam vacuum out yeah. and like, steam yeah. everything. But, yeah. but talk to us, I guess, can you help continue to alleviate some of the guilt that, that parents feel that's associated with lice? I mean, and I think, how do we also help our kids? You know, there's a lot of stigmatizing related to lice. So I guess, can you talk a little bit to that? I think really our this is our opportunity here. Yeah. Having conversations like this to normalize it because, <laughs> you know, there, as I said, there are over 12 million cases in the U.S. every year, new cases every year. This is not uncommon. We all have either dealt with head lice ourselves had, you know, somebody in our family have head lice, or we know somebody who's dealt with it. It's one of those things that's that common, but we're all afraid to talk about it. And the more we have these open conversations, the the more it, it normalizes it. You know, having head lice is not dangerous. It's not as dangerous as having chicken pox or <laughs> even a bad cold. You know, those are things that if you had, if your child had chicken pox, you would call the other parents and say, oh my God, yeah. Susie has chicken pox, watch your kid. But <laughs> with head lice, we put down our shutters and lock our doors mm-hmm. and, you know, put ourselves in isolation and pretend that we don't have it, so no one else will know. And I think what we need to do is the exact opposite. We need to be calling all the kids' moms that were at the sleepover and say, oh, you'll never guess what. We have to normalize this as something that most people will have an experience with one way or another in their life. And it's okay. It's not dangerous. There are treatments available that are highly effective. Uh, you can get rid of this. And, and mainly, no one's going to be hurt because of it. So normalizing that conversation, getting rid of the myths that surround head lice, and knowing that there are treatments. So don't panic if you have lice. We have you covered. We've got treatment options. Dr. Lauer, thank you so much for joining us. This, I, you know, we're big believers in all kinds of things need to be normalized. So I, this was really helpful. And you, I literally was coming in with about 80% of those myths. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So this was great to, to learn about this and, and get this understanding. And not from, like, say, my mother, where I have to be like, are you sure? Does she really know if that's true? <laughs> so we appreciate right. it. And we'll make sure that everybody can get to Lice Clinics of America's website and find out more about this. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It was really, really enjoyable chatting with you both. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. made mistakes in book club, right? You drink a little too much, you don't actually read the book, and if you're under the bubble in Fairhaven, your individual will get subsumed by the collective. Hey, maybe I just let him go and whip us up some guac. We do not require guac. We require only nutrients and expansion. You will become book club. You will eat, pray, and love with us. Join book club. Bubble, the sci-fi comedy from MaximumFun.org. Just open your podcast app and search for Bubble.
Are you tired of trying to keep up with the news cycle? Is bad stuff happening too fast for you to process? Don't you wish there was an easy way to find out about only the most important info you need? Hi, we're Lisa. And Emily. (laughs) Why don't you try our podcast, Baby Geniuses? On each episode of our podcast, we discuss a weird Wikipedia page such as Flatulence Humor, Clamato, Catalan Witches, Slippy the Microsoft Office Helper, Death During Consensual Sex, and The Talking Mongoose. We ask each other stupid questions. Uh, if you if you got a packet with like 300 seeds in it, what kind of plant would you choose the seeds to be? <laughs> that felt like you were assigned to ask me a question and there were certain words you weren't allowed to use. We talk about Martha Stewart, her pony, and other celebrity horse news. Ben Chunch. Every other week on Maximum Fun. Baby Geniuses. We're back. Wow. Yeah. Lice. Yep. You know about it. Yeah, I do. <laughs> we did the we did yeah. the clinic approach. Yeah. And I and I had it too. Yeah. I think I mentioned on the show. Like I was so glad we went to a place because I really felt like they just took care yeah. of it. We did have to go back for a recheck. I mean, we don't have to, but we just wanted to yeah. to make sure. But yeah, it was Gracie and I both had it. We both got rid of it, and yeah. that was it. I mean, it was just, it was pretty. And they had, like, little cards at the place that had all those details about, yeah. like, they can't live off your head for tw- more than 24 hours. You know, if you haven't touched your brush in 24 hours, yeah, you don't need to do anything with it. It's so, I think, you know, fighting myths of all kinds yeah. is incredibly difficult. Yeah. And I, it is, that was really amazing to know that 90% of what I do whenever I heard the word lice is mm-hmm. completely pointless. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, another thing learned. Yep. Speaking of learning, we are going to listen to a mom have a breakdown. Hi, One Bad Mother. This is a happy rant. I just had some former foster kids stop by and they're doing really well, and they have their first baby, and uh, I'm just feeling really emotional because they're doing so great, and after they left, they texted me, that, thanks for everything, and it just feels so good to have someone tell me that they appreciate me, and that I know that everything that I did for them helped them and was worth it, and I... Huh. <laughs> I'm so happy I'm crying. Uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> bye bye. You're doing such a great job. Good job. What a nice thing to be able to like stay in touch and to have mm-hmm. these kids who are now adults, you know, come back and let you know. I mean, I, I we all really should occasionally, if we had parents that were really helpful, yeah, <laughs> we should tell we them. Should say thank you. Should say thank you. Yeah. And I, I just. I love this call. We're actually going to do a whole show uh, and hopefully more shows related to fostering coming up really soon. And I wanted to play this this week before we did it just to say, like, how incredible it is when people foster, people who make these decisions to, Mm -hmm. to foster kids. I think there's so much I don't know about it, and I'm really looking forward to learning about it. And I, I think it is kind like the more I learn about it the more I'm like that is utterly remarkable yeah (laughs) what you're doing it is utterly remarkable yeah it makes a huge difference it really does and you're doing such a great job that is exactly the kind of call that should come in too yes yes we love the happy we love the happy rants good job good job Teresa what did we learn today We learned that we're different people, Mm -hmm. which is remarkable, that we have not become, you know, symbiotically, like, Mm -hmm. the same after being in a small room together for five years. We learned that decisions after having kids become sort of new things for new processes for us. And I... I want, like I said, I wanted to come in and sort of ignore the fact that it had nothing to do with our kids. But really, my takeaway was, oh, my God, it has everything to do with our kids. Like, the decisions we make for ourselves 
you know, whether we have time to think about them or if they are just a series of off-the-cuff decisions we make is totally affected by all the energy and time we're putting in and consideration we're putting into the decisions that we make for our kids right now when they're at an age where they can't make their own decisions. They're just taking something else from me. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But it was also really interesting to hear how that affected your decision-making versus how it affected mine. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I can just walk through life thinking we're all being affected the same way, and we're not. Surprise, Biz. <laughs> so we learned that. I'm not sure we learned if how or why we make decisions is good or bad, mm-hmm. but something to think about. We also sometimes we think we made a de- bad decision, yeah. and it's actually good, right. and vice versa. Exactly. You know? Exact. Except this haircut. <laughs> <laughs> we also learned lice. Yeah, it's a thing. Yep. And if it hasn't come for you, yeah. it may yeah. still. Day's not over. And and that actually so much of what we probably think about lice mm-hmm. is not true. Right. Everybody, you're doing a good job. You are, guys. I mean. You really are. It's a lot. It's a lot. Even just like what we talked about today mm-hmm. is, I mean, lice alone. Yeah. And that can happen at any time. To any of us. Yeah. Right? And, like, we need to go of the stigma on that one. Yeah, we do. That's a big one. Yeah. And I will admit, that will be hard for me. But I will work really hard at it. And most of that stigma would just be turned back on myself. You Mm -hmm. know, like, the guilt that I would feel about it. So, like, good job. And, like, decisions. Yeah. Shit. We still have to make them. Yeah. And we're still doing our best. We are still doing our best. You guys are doing your best. Yeah, you are. Good job. Teresa, you're doing a really great job. Thanks, Biz. So are you. (laughs) Thank you. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. We'd like to thank Max Bunn, our producer, Hannah Smith, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.